millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Girls on Ice Aotearoa is a program hosted by Tipuna Patiotio, the uh, Antarctic Research Centre at Victoria uh, University. And by taking them out on field trips, it aims to inspire teenage girls into the, well, still heavily male-dominated fields of snow science and glaciology. Uh, the first expedition, a 10-day trip to Mount Urupehu, which saw participants conduct research on the mountainside, just concluded. Girls on Ice co-founder and research fellow at the Antarctic Research Centre is Lauren Vargo, who joins us now. Kia ora, Lauren. Kia ora, thanks for having me. Oh, pleasure. Tell me about Girls on Ice Aotearoa. What does the, the programme hope to achieve? Absolutely, yeah. Like you said, it kind of aims to partially address this gender balance or unbalance in these three professions in science, especially earth sciences, um, art, and kind of that outdoor professions. Uh, but we also know that all the participants aren't going to go on to work in these fields. So just to show them that these things like science and exploring the outdoors can be interesting and accessible to them and are things they can do throughout their lives. And so what ages are we talking about here? Yeah, so we decided to aim our program at 15- and 16-year-old girls. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's actually part of a larger program called Inspiring Girls Expeditions, which was started in the U.S. about 25 years ago. Um, And there they've got 16- and 17-year-old girls, so kind of similar age ranges. Just the, the idea is to look for girls kind of as they're deciding what to do with their lives. So thinking about going into university or other tertiary study, um... Yeah. And I wonder, um, with your accent, were you part of that process uh, a few years ago in the U.S.? Yeah, so that's how I um, kind of got into this. Yeah. I, yeah, I'm originally from the U.S. and have gone and uh, collaborated with people at the University of Alaska uh, in my science research. And while I was visiting them there, I learned about this program that they had been running there since, I think, 2012. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Fantastic. Yeah, yeah. And so why do you think that glaciology, or is it glaciology, is a a particularly male-dominated field? Yeah, I think it comes back to kind of 100 years ago or so when it started, and it was these explorers, these men who got all the credit, at least for the work that was going on at the time. Um, And it's kind of carried over through today. So still, um, I guess in some ways, Places I've worked have still been quite male-dominated, particularly mm. at the top, uh, but also getting better. So in classes that I teach, there's usually just as many female students in these introduction to earth science classes as there are guys. So going back to your own experience, uh, what was it like for you um, learning or, or being inspired, I guess, to follow your path? Yeah, I guess I'm passionate about this program because I can relate to it in that way. So uh, growing up when I was a teenager, didn't really feel like anyone uh, encouraged me to be good at science or really, um, yeah, kind of was that champion for me. Uh, 
Uh, but then going into university, I just happened to take a environmental geology class and realized that there was this area of science where you get to go and explore the world around you. And here you are in New Zealand. There you go. Exactly, yeah. So how do you choose uh, the young women to take part in this? Yeah, that was a big um, a big part of getting ready for our expedition. So luckily we used the application process that existing expeditions from the U.S. had used. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we, we had these questions that really helped us to get to know the girls. Our aim was to select participants for whom it would be most transformational for. Uh, and we ended up getting almost 500 applications. And so we had lots of help from volunteers who helped us to read and evaluate these um, applications. And then we uh, picked our top 10 students. So how many were there? There were 10. Okay. There were 10 of them, yeah. What were the, the highlights of the, the Mount Rupehu trip? I mean, you found some ice, hopefully. <laughs> uh, we did. We actually we didn't have quite as good weather as we hoped. So every day... Uh, these thunderstorms, it was this week when, uh, about a month ago, uh, thunderstorms would come through the mountain every day. And so that meant that we, we were staying in the Tararua Tramping Club Lodge, which yes. is about a 30-minute walk up from the Papa car park. Um, and so, yeah, our goal had been to kind of have these walks up towards the summit and spend some time looking at the snow that's still around on the mountain and the glaciers that are up towards the summit. Um, but because of these these bad weather, we'd always need to kind of be back down to the hut before the thunder and lightning came through. Um, and so we did get to spend some time on some snow, uh, not quite as much as we had hoped, but I think the participants still really took away heaps of learning about the snow, but also learning about the volcano and art. Um, they did group research projects that they identified questions for, designed how they would do the research, and executed. Yeah. So part of the trip, of course, the girls conducted and presented the results of their own research projects. So what kind of things did they come up with? What did they investigate, if you like? Exactly, yes. There were three groups. One of them looked at, they were wondering what the um, vegetation and kind of biology around streams was like and how that varied as they went up or down the mountain in elevation. Um, and as you can expect, when you go up really high, there's not too much besides the rocks. But as you go lower, you start to see more biology, more plants. And so they were able to study that and also document it using the art that we learned. So that was really cool. Um, another group wanted to study the snow. So they spent a day up at one of the kind of snow, um, snow fields that are still around right now as it yep. melts. And just kind of studying the different layers of the snow, what they what they could find in that, and how it how it uh, varies over the snow pit. Um, yeah. yeah, go ahead. Did you feel that, that the program succeeded? Did uh, did it leave the the students engaged, and inspired? I think so. Yeah, um, a few of them talked about how they might kind of consider differently what they want to do in their last years of uh, secondary school or even in tertiary study. But I think more importantly, it just, yeah, hopefully uh, it looked like it did um, really leave an impact and made them kind of more confident in themselves in studying these subjects, 
exploring these natural landscapes, things like that. Mm -hmm. I've just got a text from Paula who says, I've just read a great book called The Art of Breaking Ice about the first woman to go to the Antarctic, uh, very male dominant in those days. I'm not sure how old that is, but um, yeah, The Art of Breaking Ice might be something you'd be interested in reading. Very cool. Yeah, I haven't heard of it, but I'll look into it. But yeah, that's something we talk a lot about um, in in the Antarctic Research Centre. There's a photo of the first... um, woman who went down to Antarctica, I think through Vic, but maybe for New Zealand as a whole. Uh, And I think she had to get her father's permission at the time (laughs) because the U.S. Navy wouldn't let her go down otherwise. Fantastic. Those were the days, eh? Um, Now, Girls on Ice Aotearoa's inaugural trip uh, is this one that you've just completed. Uh, I hope there'll be another one. Is uh, Is that the plan? Exactly. Yeah, that's the plan. So part of this program is that it's entirely free for participants so that that kind of barrier... If that's a barrier for potential participants, it's, it doesn't stop them from participating. Um, so we have funding for the next year. And, yeah, hopefully our goal will be to continue getting funding to have these annual expeditions um, and maybe even grow. So in the U.S. they've grown. There are uh, girls on water, girls on rock, girls in the forest. So there's the, definitely the landscapes for that in New Zealand, so the potential to grow too. And for anyone who's listening who might uh, well, think, this, that's a great idea, I'd love to do that, or even a daughter or a granddaughter, how, how can they apply to be on the next trip, or is that not possible quite yet? Well, if they probably just Google Girls on Ice Aotearoa, mm-hmm. um, on our webpage there will be a place to sign up for a mailing list. And yeah, exactly, our applications for uh, next January aren't open yet, but if they sign up for that mailing list, um, they'll get all the important kind of notifications uh, for the future expedition, for kind of volunteer ep- opportunities, if they if they have that kind of interest and stuff like that. Good on you. Lauren, thank you very much for your time. Thanks so much for your interest. Good on you. That's uh, Lauren from uh, the uh, Antarctic Research Centre at Victoria University. Lauren Vargo. Tired of ads barging into your favourite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads.